Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 94 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my mainest man and birthday boy, Willie Sailor. Willie's turning 40 today. 40? Is it 40? <laughs> I'm putting your business in the streets, Willie. You 40 today? 29. 29. Dang. So I still got a year on you. What's up, man? How do you feel? Do you feel different? So different, right? No, I don't feel different at all. I don't feel different at all. After, you know, after a certain time, they're all the same. Right? I kind of felt, when did I start feeling like that? I don't know. I feel like after 25, I don't know, I turned 30, but I, I didn't, I don't feel any different. So, yeah, I guess as we get older, they're less and less important. I feel a little tired from that football game. Really? I mean, uh, it ended at like 9 o'clock your time. Yep. Yes, it did. No, it did not. Yeah, it did. Nine o'clock? Was that what time it was? I left my parents at 10.30 well, my time. Well, after you watch all the goofy stuff, right? Yeah, you have to watch the all... MVP award and Peyton Manning giving the same uh, interview 17 times. 17 times since he got into the league. Good teammates, good da-da-da, whatever. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that happened. Um, Super Bowl's over. No more football. No more DraftKings for a while. I'm going to have to monitor Willie, make sure he doesn't get sucked How much in- money you make this year? Mm, I'm not gonna put that out. I'm not gonna put that out there. You ain't putting that out there. Couple hundo. Did I? Yeah. I did yeah. I. But um, yeah. I, I'm my goal from now until next football season is to prevent you from like getting bored and entering like an MLS DraftKings lineup. That's that's gonna be what. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be my. I project. got so bored this year a couple times during midweek between NFL weeks. I played like. NBA games. You did. Which I know we're, nothing about. You were like, what was that guy's name? Oh my gosh, we were looking at NBA lineups. It was so so sad. I forget that guy's name. Anyways, so yeah, that happened. No more DraftKings. But let's get right to it. Let's get to the topic that really I I heard about this Central Dolphin Cumberland Valley thing on a Friday, and you may have even mentioned it to me, Willie. And I I, I don't know. I was busy. You know, I went to Penn State, Ohio State. That was awesome. So I didn't get the totally check it out and then yesterday morning I got to finally watch it and I you know I, I thought it, I thought it was really bad thought it was appalling but let's first before before we, we opine about this I'm gonna lay it out unbiasedly what's going on Central Dolphin and Cumberland Valley these are two Pennsylvania high school juggernaut teams like in all everybody's sports everybody's talking about this it's a major it's a major rivalry in Pennsylvania sports in, in general. Like, they are two just massive programs just in all sports. So, big rivalry. They're wrestling. And in the 160-pound match, there's a slam against a CD, a Central Dolphin kid who ends so, up. So, the context, too, is, you know, it's it's a rivalry. It's been a rivalry. It's in the same district. It's for the district title. But it's also for the state placement, right? If you go... If you take first in your district, you go here. If you go second, uh, you go here in the bracket. So, so um, it's a big duel. A lot on the line, and schools that don't like each other very much at all. So, the the Cumberland Valley kid ends up getting disqualified for the slam because it's just a one point penalty. But then the CD kid says he can't continue. Okay, whatever. So they get the pinpoints there. Fast forward to the one ninety five match where. A borderline head tap. Not, no, I'm not even going to interject that. 
Hands to the face is called illegal, one, okay? The Cumberland Valley kid who gets hit in the face goes back to center to wrestle. The Cumberland Valley coach comes out there and pulls him off and makes the trainer look at him. And this kid ends up forfeit or uh, winning well, by one, disqualification. One, one thing you're also leaving out, though, um, the the previous match, Felix Belga for Centra, uh, Centra, um, Cumberland Valley. Yeah. Heavy, heavy favorite. I mean, super duper heavy favorite. And what what happened? Oh, the, in that match, he's a yeah, huge favorite. In the, in the match, in the match, he gets called for an illegal slam. Uh, like Belga's a very good wrestler. He's he's gonna get bonus points. So the huge favorite ends up losing by pinpoints, is what you yes. tell me. Okay, right. so that's that's a that's a game changer for for Cumberland sure. Valley. So then, this Cumberland Valley kid ends up, you know. Not forfeiting, but he's, they determine he's unable to continue. And then that ties it 28-28. Cumberland Valley wins on tiebreakers. The Central Dolphin head coach, Jeff Swigert, is trying to get at the CV bench. And Dave Heckard is doing the chicken dance, or whatever you want to call it, taunting the crowd. He was strutting. He was strutting. I mean, that was beyond strut. I mean... Vince McMahon walking into that's a strut. What he was doing was was it was just taunting. So okay, so that's what happened. Okay, that's kind of the that's as unbiased an account that I can give as to what happened. And and the Central Dolphin coaches kind of had to be held back from the Cumberland Valley bench. Yes. So you didn't it, include that. So okay, I thought I did. I said Jeff Swigert was coming oh. after the Cumberland Valley bench. This requires listening. Okay, so that's what happened. Now, I feel like the the community is somewhat um, united in that this was a really bad look. And will it, Now, you might do the thing you did the other day where you said St. Paris Graham would never be number one if they even if they beat Sam, and then you got on radio and flipped. So are you about to do another flip on me? Because you seemed okay with all this. Um, so th- the immediate reaction from everyone – you know, Pennsylvania people and non-Pennsylvania people were outraged, right? And um, was it gaming? Was it not classy? Were the actions ridiculous? Yes. But you have to, first of all, strip away all the, strip away all the antics, strip away the, the the Cumberland Valley coach Strutton strip away Jeff Swiger from Central Dolphin going after the 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 bench right strip all that away um because you know you can not like Terrell Owens for taking a sharpie out of his mark uh, out of his sock you cannot like Super Bowl dances you cannot like uh I mean end zone dances Cam Newton dabbing right that, that's all extracurricular. I mean, I don't, I don't care about that stuff, okay. right? If they want to look like, if they want to look how they look, then, I mean that, that's all judgment. It has nothing to do with the actual wrestling itself. That's number one. Number two is the vast, vast majority of the criticism was on Heckard. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but keep going. Yeah, it, it is true. Okay. It is true. Um, 
But why, why Hecker? Like, let, let's get down to brass tacks here. All right, first of all, to, to, to really understand what's going on here, um, how do I put this? Uh, I don't like Jeff Swigert. Um, over the years, watching him, you know, Central Dolphin has been a dynasty, or they went through a dynastic phase where they were winning state dual titles and and team titles in Pennsylvania. And every time, and I, I don't know the guy. Um, I'm just going by what I see and body language and behavior on their bench and behavior from their fans and rhetoric on message boards. And, and I don't like that community and I don't like that fan base. I always was left with a bad taste in my mouth by the way their fans act, by the way Swigert comes across. Um, this explains a lot. Um, now, here's the thing. On the, on the other side, no, it doesn't, it doesn't explain anything. What, what I'm getting at is, okay, so Dave Heckard, I wrestled at the same time as Dave Heckard, right? I always thought he's a nice guy. Um, there's a picture, I have a picture floating around somewhere of me and Dave Heckard. We, uh, we were OWs together, co-OWs at Mannheim Tournament uh, when we were in, I don't know, not, this is like 1996 or something like that, right? I always thought Dave Hecker was a nice guy. From what I hear is that a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people think he's shady. A lot of people think he doesn't treat the wrestlers well. There, there has been a lot of wrestlers to transfer out of his program. Um, so you, you're dealing with two. You're dealing with two characters that are polarizing. They leave a bad taste in people's mouths, right? Mm-hmm. And they have this rivalry. And Jeff Swiger has his guy lay down. Jeff Swiger has his guy that's sure to lose. He lays down, right? So I'm sure immediately the wheels start turning for Dave Hecker, right? I'm sure immediately Dave Hecker is like, that weasel. That weasel had him stay down against Felix Belga. We just that's a that's a ten to twelve point swing. I can't I cannot believe all the things that Swigert does over the years, and he does it again. And we could lose this duel because of this. Right? So then Hecker gets the opportunity in the final match, and he does the same thing. So tell me how Heckard is wrong. Who how, oh. tell, tell tell me how Heckard is more wrong than Swigert. Okay. Um, well, I, I never have. My entire point is that it was embarrassing on both sides mm-hmm. and that it was tit for tat. And right. they both came off as classless and against the, the, the spirit of the sport and what high school wrestling's about. And I can't speak for, for sure about at least the, the Central Dolphin kid that got slammed. At least that was like an illegal thing looking thing. I'm not saying I didn't I've only seen the one second clip of the kid getting thrown on his head. That's all I saw. I didn't they didn't show Swiger coming out and making him take it out. But I believe it would happen. Uh, yeah, so I'm not a, even being skeptical. Be so then uh for Heckard to pull a kid uh who's ready to wrestle who didn't even touch his eye afterwards and then you know what? I would have here's what I would listen. I gave you time. I would have respected Heckard a heck of a lot more if afterwards he had said this, you know what, he got us at 160, and there, this is the rule, 
And if there's a DQ, we can determine that he does not go wrestle. And that's what we determined because we wanted to get our six back. If he had said that and be like, hey, I'm gaming this right now, okay. Yeah. But for Dave Heckard to actually vocally say, I didn't think it was safe for my guy to continue. Right. You are so full of crap. Everyone knows you're lying, and I'm calling you out for lying. And not only are you a liar, not only are you preventing healthy kids from wrestling, not only are you perpetuating that this is a way to win, you taunt and act like a complete baboon, a moron on the sideline, inciting the Central Dolphin, who then, in turn, act completely classless. Across the board, it was... The, it was one of the ugliest scenes I've seen in a high school duel, okay? It was out of control. And for you to say, oh, well, since Central Dolphin started it, it's okay, and, you know, it just negates each other. No, uh, it's just bad on both sides. I so, didn't say that. Well, your your previous comments were that, you know, settle down, and this does not reflect flow wrestling's view. I mean, what what oh, that what, is the, what is the take? What is the take here? Well, I, I'm just trying to figure out where the you stand is, on it. The take is... That I don't blame. There's two. There's two parts here, right? There's one about their behavior, and there's one about the comments they make afterwards, and there's one about the deed in itself. And across and the board, check, check, check. Unsavory, unsavory, unsavory. On all accounts. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. And if you people out there want to think less of me because of this, then go right ahead. But if I'm wrestling a coach. That has always been just like a prick. Like has always been uh, everything. He, like he, he he oozes this this vibe, and I don't like him. And and I I think he does shady stuff, right? And, um, and I'm wrestling him, and he has a kid laid down so that he can win districts. And then in the last match of the duel, I have the opportunity to give him the finger and and and. And win the duel and take back what's right, what what should be ours. I'm doing it. I don't care. I don't uh, care what. I don't care what you say. So he started it, basically. Um. That's what it sounds sure, like. Sure. I if mean, you want to, if you. I wanna... mean, it's very. I mean, I think it's just a juvenile mindset, you know. And I honestly, the the slam is at least questionable. I mean, there was like well, a. I, I don't know. You're saying he started it, but you just said. If he would have said, "Hey, they gamed one match, we gamed another, and uh, and we won," well, my my point is, he's doubling down on on scumminess instead of just being like, "Hey, it's not a, not the way we wanted to win, but you know what? I found the loophole." Like just like, "Hey, this summer, Willie and I both got on these microphones and we said, you know what? If I was Sammy Henson and Nick Marable was my guy." Probably do the same That's thing. Right. Okay, so That's we're right. not. I'm not saying I'm a moralist here, and that I'm above this behavior. And all, but you know what? I'm not a coach of a big time program. I'm not leading young men. Um, I'm not trying to make a world team. I'm trying to win a Pennsylvania District Three duel. And you know what? It's not really worth it if we believe this sport is about you know instilling values in young people. Um, that, that's not what's happening here. And let's let's be clear. I'm I'm not saying what I'm not saying anybody involved in this to me like gets off with one, gets away with one from me. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying anything that happened was a what was a okay. Okay. What I'm saying is, and, and surely I don't like the antics, right? Um. 
But what I'm saying is, I can, I, I can, before you rush to judgment, I can understand a little bit about why he's like, oh, you're going to do that? Oh, now the shoe's on the other foot. Okay, I'm doing that too. And we'll take the district title. All right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I can see, I can see coaches that are very well respected doing the same thing at the end. If you try, if you cheat me earlier in the duel, and then in the last match of the duel, oh, the shoe's on the other foot, Swagger. Okay. All right, let's do it. Now, the the thing of it is, and what I keep coming back to, and it's like they're both there's there's blood on both hands. Don't get me wrong. But what if what if, Willie, hypothetically, you gave me some hypotheticals and you compared, you know, a guy dabbing to, you know, Hecker um, acting like a, a, a buffoon. Um, so if you're going to do that, look, what if what if the CD kid, what if the Central Dolphin kid was legitimately concussed? I mean, that was he got dropped right on his head. I mean, that's you can't act like that's not possible. We know for a fact that this Cumberland Valley kid was just fine. OK, we know that. That's that's for sure. What if the kid that was an illegal slam and he was concussed? Then what? I don't think you can just say, well, he had him laid down. Maybe he did. I'm not saying he did, uh, but I'm at least sure. it's, there's a possibility. I don't think I don't think you can be sure. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I, Swagger I has pulled. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it this way. I wouldn't put it. Okay, that's different. Swagger though. has done. Swagger has done shady stuff in the past. Okay, but it's very possible that this, though, maybe his track record suggests he totally would. I I think in this instance, it's not necessarily. 100%, well, Hecker did exactly what Swagger did. It wasn't exact. It was not identical scenarios. First of all, also, what was the ref doing calling that head tap? Ill? I mean, you no, are, you're no, really going to leave that door no, open? No, no. Do not put this on the referee. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. But at the same time, have you ever seen that called illegal? The, the kid freaking three-stooged him three times in a row. Oh, come on. It was a legit. It was a Jeez. legit eye poke. In Virginia, those are head taps. I don't know. I don't know what the in 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 PA maybe it's you know brutal um, eye gouging. But to me, that looked innocuous, and I'm not leaving that door open. But anyways, yeah, I'm not putting it on the ref. I'm putting it on the coaches. But I was surprised that a ref would not have a little more understanding of what's going on. I, on the flip side, though, on the flip side, Christian, what if the ref's state of mind was? This is the last match of the duel. Things could get a little freaking chippy here. Let's let's nip this in the bud. Yeah, he probably was thinking that. And no he, slapping, no slapping. Hey, it probably call, yeah. I'm gonna call this right now without thinking. Right. Oh, if I do this, they could lay down. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think that's probably what happened. I'm glad I brought it up because he was damned if he did, damned if he yeah, didn't. Yeah, right? you're right. He's saying let's keep it in line. Maybe he could just warn him. Anyways. I thought it was ugly. I thought it was ugly on both sides. It was. It certainly was. I just um, want. I I think there was a little bit per perspective to have. I think there was a little bit more of a conversation than. And I'm not. I'm not saying that Dave Heckert is a model citizen. Um, I'm. I, I when it, when it first came out, what I was saying, when I tweeted, contrary to what other people were saying, was. The, there's perspective to to be had on the last decision of the duel. Yeah, yeah. I think there, there's yeah, I, I think so. But I think the the accurate perspective is this was ugly, 
These coaches were not leaders then, and maybe they have been at other times. Maybe they are good coaches. They obviously have good programs. Oh, but- and I know, I know what else I was a, a, a contrarian on. Um, you know, when I I tweeted, I have a different perspective than this, and this and that. Um, I I have a different take on this. Um, people calling for them to be suspended. Yeah. I don't know. Sus- maybe suspended. I Why? Know. Based on what? Um, based on well, based maybe on, maybe the, our, let, here. Hang with based me here. A, maybe maybe a coach trying to fight another coach. Maybe that would be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's cause for some as sort of like, punitive as action. As, like, as much as I don't like Swagger, he didn't really try to fight him. I mean, he didn't try to fight him. How he's do you stand in there? He's standing there. What yelling. happens if his coaches aren't holding him back? What do you? What did you watch the match? He's trying to get after him. people are holding him back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, he's uh, a high, is a high school coach. Okay, we, really, you would want your kid in that kind of environment, led by that kind of. I mean, no, I, I don't want. I'm not calling for his, either guy's heads, and because I don't know enough about the story, I don't think this specific instance is grounds for firing termination. I'm I mean, not, how about when uh, look, Tom Brands and Doug Schwab screaming at each other's faces at a table? I mean, what's the difference? Um, well, they aren't trying to fight. Would be one difference. I guess that would be one I would come I to. Swagger, Swagger wasn't trying to fight. So, well, you're just saying that. How do you know that? Because I saw it. I mean, how many times? How many times you get in a fight and oh, this guy's holding me back. I'm not really trying to fight. I really don't want to fight, but I want to get in somebody's face and yell. I mean, mm. you don't. You can't say there was. Well, you you, can't, say, you he, can't. Maybe you can't say that, but you can't say that he wasn't trying to fight. He had to be physically restrained. He, he hurt no one. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, since he no hurt one... no one. All right, listen. It's it's high school athletics, Willie. I'm I'm not saying. Listen, there's a difference between being charged they with a crime. They should not be. They should not be suspended. No, no punishment at all. No punishment. No, they, no. Nothing. They, I mean, no. That's pathetic. I mean, that you think that 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 scene that they were they encouraged and created. They created that entire scene. Everything that happened came from Swigert right. and Hecker. They made everything in that duel happen that was awful. And you okay. think nothing? And if you don't like those characteristics and you're the Cumberland Valley athletic director, then you fire Hecker. If you're a central dolphin... Why do you have to fire him? I'm asking for, for, for punishment. Now you're firing him. I, you know, maybe they have to sit a match or two. I think that would, that would be fair. Well, that's different than the PIAA saying he's suspended. Well, what's the difference? Suspended PIAA suspends them. They difference is a law. Well, who said? A, who a said PIAA? No one said PIAA. I figured the the teams would come in. The the administration would come in. Hey, you're out the next one. Dave, yeah, you're out the next not, one. That's not what all the comments were saying. Okay, well, the, you say suspend. I think suspend. That means you you sit out. I'm not thinking PIAA comes in. And, well, that's what all the that's what all the talk was. Chris okay, I, well I. Followed that, all the talk with the PIAA needs to put their foot down. They need to, they need to be suspended for the postseason. Yeah, I mean that's drastic. That's drastic. And um, if the be... schools don't like if this, you know, I, I'm if the schools don't like it, then let them suspend them. Yeah, that's uh, but, that's but, how I feel. By, that's how I by feel. the letter of the law, by the letter of the law, I, like they didn't do anything illegal. Well, I mean, Swagger or Heckert. Certainly not. I mean, is, is even though he comes off as like the least savory of them, like what he taunted the crowd, he looked crowd, he looked like an idiot. He um, had his kid take a 
take right, a dive. Right, but looking like an idiot isn't great. Right. For what, what did I just say? I just That's said. What I'm I just said his was the least uh, offensive in in a vacuum. When you really boil it all down, um, yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think they'll get fired. Um, but I. I wouldn't mind seeing a little punitive action, and um, I'm from the schools, and I figured the schools are embarrassed by this. I mean. I've known people from Central Dolphin. That's a very proud community, and and CV. They're super proud. That's half the reason why they get on my nerves. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're. I think you'll probably see. You know what else too? In a, in a grander scheme, like so oftentimes, people do things that are like unsavory, and uh, they get fired or suspended or whatever. And that 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 punishment is almost easier. Then letting them stay in their position and letting people find out what they letting them find out what they really think what people are in the community really thinks of them. Yeah. Like I, they're you can you can punish them like through the PIAA or through the school system or whatever. They're not gonna those two guys aren't gonna escape this. Their, their reputations are ruined. Can we give um can we give TR Foley a ten out of ten troll job right now? I'm I'm prepared yeah. to give that out. Yeah, he, I think he's trolling too. He is trolling so hard right now. So this TR Foley, the um he is basically the overlord for face mushing. Face mush czar. Face mush czar. He monitors all all the face mushing going on in wrestling. It's very big problem. It's brutal. It's barbaric, according to TR. Yet his take on this is that um this sport needs more drama and he loves the spin and he he thinks um you know, it's good for the sport to have this drama. So that's an interesting take. That near fighting, um, the faking of injuries, T.R. Foley gives that a stamp of approval. That is a bold take, sir. Um, so we got a little bit, I mean, not really much. But, like, this makes the sport look bad. Why are you showing this? Like, are we not? That's stupid. What? Are we not allowed? It's news. I mean, it's not like. We didn't do it. We didn't. And I'm sorry, is so anyone getting... Christian, is what it, Christian's talking about, there's people that have written into us or, or have made comments like, why are you giving this story play? Because it's a huge story. Yeah. Uh, a, and why We is, didn't do it. Yeah. And we were not the first people to report on this. This thing had was making the rounds, pinlive.com, a number uh, of websites picked this up. And we might not have been the first wrestling site to do something on it. Um but it had to be reported on. It had to be um, brought to light. And you know what? Uh, well, in in on one hand, and I don't know if this is true or, or, or possible, but at least maybe people see this story and say, okay, we have to make reforms to how people can... Right. Default or 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 get the six shine or lay a light it down right maybe something with that could be could be discussed um, yeah exactly people see this the mass a massive amount of people see this PIAA sees this uh, and they're like hey well, we you need can to change game, this you can game the rules you know if this kid stubs his toe and it's deemed the opponent's fault he can just take six and I you know what I always say. I always say when we're talking about new rules for college, new rules for international, new rules for football, anything, you, 
as soon as a new rule is implemented, people start going to work on how to game the rules. And we saw that, it is a perfect segue, in, and, and I'm not, okay, we saw that at Ohio State, Penn State. Hmm. You think? Did we not? Gaming of the rules? Yeah. By who? Well, I don't want to say Jake Ryan, but the cool. Ohio State or Ohio State trainer or whatever. With the concussion protocol? Yeah, because I I, that, I mean, you were there, Christian. You I were was, there. But from every human being that has voiced their opinion on t- social media or message boards or whatever, that was a longer. You want my take? Mm-hmm. This, this happened literally right in front of me. Like, just it happened right in front of me, like four feet, okay? They hit heads pretty dang hard. And I thought, like, kind of before anything happened, I was like, oh, gosh, that was, that was bad. I mean, like, Nolf is just a bull, and he got the takedown. He might have been tired, for sure. I, I think whether he was taken a longer or not, it does show the, a vulnerability in that rule. In that, it, Whether that's what he was doing or not. Right, it, okay. It, that's it, a great way to put it. It puts uh, and for the first time that I've seen this year, where I'm like, wow, this can be a huge advantage because not only is it unlimited, uh, unlimited, I can't talk, and not only do you not, you also don't give up choice of position. Jake Ryan got to go under for that, so he didn't take injury time, even though he went whirly bird because he was in concussion concussion uh, protocol. Hold on, hold on a second there. Let's well, all right. We'll talk about the whirly bird in a second. Okay, so. He gets um, evaluated, looked at. I, I really think his bell may have been rung there. I, I honestly do. But either way, whether it was or wasn't, that's a, there's a vulnerability there. And he ends up getting to go under. And Nolf was like, someone said to me, it was like a cat playing with, with his food, just like to- toying with him. But he couldn't get the tech. He couldn't pin him. And, um, you know, maybe that the extra breath did help Jake Ryan. But I'm not saying that's what was going on there. But if you call if you call for injury timeout, isn't that automatic fucking whoop, oh choice? Oh my god! <laughs> isn't that automatic choice? Come on, get together. Um. N- well, y- no. If it's deemed concussion protocol, then no, it turns over. Maybe you t- you can call that injury. I mean, is he supposed to signal concussion? Is Jake Ryan supposed to give the hand signal for concussion protocol? It's like. It's the universal, yeah, I, like, something's wrong with me, the whirly bird. Um, so. Now, at what point, like, all right, they banged heads. That's what I was saying. Like, I couldn't tell. I'll take it for, I'll take your word for it. I'm, I'm not trying to call, all right, I'm not trying to call out Jake Ryan. All right? A little but, late. What? Huh? A little late. No, no, no. I think it was clear I wasn't trying to call him out. But, um,. At what point does do you step in and say, "All right, all right, this is this is over. This is taking too long." Uh, let me ask you this: Did you think that that trainer was really evaluating him that whole time? Because by the looks of it, there was no evaluation going on for like the last three minutes. Yeah, like he, they were just they were just kind of sitting there. I mean, I don't know what they were doing. They weren't even talking. the The trainer wasn't even looking at him. He's looking around. Well, I mean, I, what are, I know that Tom Ryan came over, and he was not in any way indicating, "Hey, use this time," or "Let's say you have it." He was like, 
get up, let's go, focus. Like <laughs> he was not giving him any any outs okay. there. So so okay, if even if if Jake Ryan's not at fault, maybe he did get dinged up. If if Tom Ryan's not at fault, if I mean if they were not trying to game it, then it just takes way too then, long. Then. Then why was the delay? Then what were they doing the last three minutes? I, I that I don't know. I don't know what took it so long. I was like, oh, he's gonna default. I just figured he was gonna default. I thought, I thought the ref came over and like, do we need to get someone to like, like a stretch, not a stretcher, but whatever, so, some assistance to get him out of here. Uh, but then he ends up finishing the match. So I don't know. But yes, what it does, it shines a light on a potential vulnerability. You can take concussion time as long as you want. And ne- never give up choice. And, uh, you know, and, and we all think head safety is very important, but don't think, don't think that didn't go in the back of a couple people's minds. Well, I don't know. You know, if you get dinged for real, um, I get it. The concussion thing's a big thing, and, and safety is more important than a match. However, I, I, I don't, I don't think you can really game it. You can't pretend you got banged in the head, right? No, right, exactly. Like, nobody's going to go out there. Nobody's going to be in the middle of the third period, and it's going to be a 4-3 match, and it's going to be like, I know what I can do. I can bang my head. Yeah, that's right? true. That's not going to happen. That's but true. What it, but what could happen is it looks like they might have dinged their head and all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna chill out for like seven minutes, and it disrupts the flow of action. It takes away the conditioning factor. Yeah, you know, I I, I just think if this concussion protocol, and I think you know probably it needs to be in place, but I think it should be over. I think this should be monitored better. Like yeah. either you know, either put a three minute limit on it and you get back to action. Or if you cannot determine then that kid is not concussed in three minutes, if there's a question, he's out. Yeah, that's, that is very fair. I mean, if you don't know if he has a concussion, if he has a head injury in three minutes, then it's too gray. And let's just, let's just get on with it and be done. Well, with it, it took me seven minutes to find out he didn't have a concussion. <laughs> well, if it took you seven minutes, then he's pretty bad. Something must be bad. And he's like, not Remembering his birthday or something. Who knows? So that was that match. That was that duel. Um, yeah, I don't know where. I don't know where you want to go after this. I mean, well, let's. I mean, Penn State. I guess we can talk Penn State. Yeah. Who Ohio thought State that that wouldn't be there? like the lead story of the of our yeah, Monday right? show? Like, gosh, there's like 13 things stacked on top of that that really are bigger well, guess- because mainly because. I mean, was there an up? There wasn't even an upset. In the right. duel. I mean, you know, the, the way the matchups worked out, you could have seen, and we talked about this before, you could have seen Ohio State making it close, um, but we all had the feeling that probably Penn State was going to make it, you know, they were going to do what they needed to do. Yeah. Um, and they did, so there really wasn't any upsets. Right. Uh, but you thought so it was going to be much closer. I mean, I thought it was going to be much closer if I picked certain things. I, you know, you pick things on paper, but you have a hunch, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I picked a Julius, but you have a hunch that Conaway at home and 
I don't know. Penn State's just a different beast. <sighs> they are. So they won by 10. And, you know, I... Top to bottom, I didn't think Ohio State looked great. I mean, even even no. against a juggernaut team, I mean, Tomasello is a counter. I mean, he wins on a counter. He doesn't get he doesn't get in on one leg attack against Nico. Not one. His hands didn't lock once around a leg. Um, but you know, he scored when he needed to, and that's kind of counter to what what a, a point I had made all week is that he needs two cracks at the elite guys, and he he didn't here, but he kind of betrayed. Or departed from who, who, how I view Nathan, which is bull, like a 125-pound Metcalf in your face, high crotch, single leg, brutal, brutal pace, takes ground. Well, that's that's what you see out of NATO like 99.9% of the time, but he's I mean, shown certain instances where he's he's gone away from that. Even against like, Utsi this year, which uh, is like— Utsi, he didn't look right. Like, he didn't take a lot of shots. Um— not his typical volume. Um, so, so Gilman Nate, didn't didn't he like? Oh my god! Did he kind of stall against Gilman last year? In the Big, Big Ten? Ten. The Big Ten finals were. It was pretty outlandish. I mean, yeah. the, the evasion going on there. So, but you know what? He he is winning matches. He continues to win matches. He's beaten great guys this year. He's beaten Dance. He's beaten Nico now. He's your front runner to win a title. But I'll also say so. Just back to Ohio State. Did Julius gets his. Gets his dump, he gets a turn, and then just shuts down in the first period and kind of gets blown out and, and embarrassed. Bo Jordan can't get but one takedown against uh, yeah. Bo didn't look good, huh? Gino Morelli, Micah Jordan only scored off of Jimmy's shots. Micah didn't score off his own attacks the entire match. So even when they won, Micah, Bo, Nathan, it didn't look good, and. I just think my I, the one guy I thought attacked and looked good and looked offensive was Miles Martin, who I, I think Bo Nickel just requires that of of his opponents. Like you just have to be, you you can't try to just slow it down and play it close against Bo. I think you you ha, you kind of get brought into these kind of high scoring affairs. They were rolling around. That was the best match of the of the mm-hmm. duel. And I thought you know my it it got away from Miles late. And the, you'll look back on the score, and he, I think Bo won by like six. But yeah, it was completely misleading. It right? was five five with like a minute to go or something like that. It was tied. What did you think? I oh, everyone freaked about out the, about some the, near fall the, there. The near fall, right? Yeah. What did you think about that? I didn't think it was. I mean, I could see it either way. They, I, I really didn't think it was. It was that honest. Miles turned Bo right, and that they didn't think Miles got enough near fall. Hmm. I. I don't know. They gave near fall there. Like he didn't get the full four, but I mean he got near fall. I don't know. He, the ref might have been a little late with with the call, right? I mean, is that? I mean, were we talking about the same? He thing got here? near fall. Did he get? I'm almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got yeah. two, so it's not like he just ignored it. So I don't know. Oh, there was another one too. What did you think? Again, you were there. What did you think of? The DeJulius Conaway situation oh, on the yeah. edge. They ended up counting. I think right. they were counting stalling. So and yeah, they could have been calling back points. Maybe so, I don't know. So for years, Johnny DeJulius does this thing where, and it's it's different because he drops down to like a crackdown position, like a high crotch. He hooks the elbow, then he like sits through and puts the guy on his back. It's like <laughs> it's not really a top move, but it's his like go-to turn. Okay, um, other than tilts. 
and he was doing that, but the ref kind of didn't realize it because it's really, he's the only guy that does it. But if you've watched Johnny, you know this is something he does. But regardless, he drops down to the leg, gets to five. Johnny puts him on his back, kind of as five, as he reached five. So he's warned for stalling. When he's not really stalling, though he stalled a plenty in that match. He wasn't then. He was actually trying to turn him. But he didn't, and they blew him out of bounds. Tom Ryan and Jaggers were furious, but um, I don't know what to think. I think... I, in a perfect I, I world, I like my I like the officials to know what guys do, and I like them to know, like I know, what Johnny's doing there, and then you don't make that stall call. You don't have to do that because he's, he's trying to turn him. But I think that's a bit idyllic to to say, well, a ref should everybody know. Everybody should know everybody's tendencies. But right. um, I saw it as, I don't know, I saw it as clearly Johnny was going for near fall. Like, yes, he might have been in that position, and yes, that might be warranted to count, but he's he's trying to get near fall. Here's the problem with these, quote, black and white rules, is that we have a very gray sport. And so since the refs will not call stalling just when they see it, it has no, to be— refuse. Since they refuse to do that, they have to do everything black and white concrete, okay? Which, that sounds great. That sounds, well, this is simple. He drops down to a leg, it's five. Well— there's different things in wrestling, and sometimes that's actually a pinning combination. And That's right. That's exactly my thought. And so this is the situation we're in, and this is what's going to happen when uh, everything has to be outlined so black and white. And he did he drop down to the leg? Yes. Did he start counting? Did he get to five? Yes, yes, yes. Technically, maybe that's a stall warning. But all we really need is for the officials to just get it right and recognize when it's a turn and when it's stalling. But... Uh, I know uh, that I'm not going to get that. Yeah, I, I I thought it was I thought it was a pinning combination. I mean, if not a pinning combination, a, a near fall combination. What did you think? Uh, in a similar vein, did you watch um, Austin Wilson and Max Roshkoff? I did. I watched that whole duel. I what, made... what did you think about Roshkoff's side headlock thing for like an hour and a half? Well, um, and I, is I... that stalling or I thought it was stalling. <laughs> well. And, it's, it's it's James Fleming. I thought that was a James Fleming. No, well, okay. Let's back up. Yes, this, they're supposed to start a count with the side headlock. But here's the thing with Roscoff. It's his turn. He doesn't just hang out there. And Cody Walters gets the same thing, the Ohio kid. Well, the number one. Okay, I'm glad I got to make my point. Okay, Cody Walters does the same thing. Number one, they never counted for Roshkoff. Number two, he was there in that position for an hour and a half. Number three, it's the exact opposite thing you're saying in the Ju Don Johnny DeZulia situation where you know what the wrestler does. Okay. Um, I thought, now he may not have counted initially, but I always felt like, or I've watching the duel, he did get counts from that position um, when no. he dropped to it. Um, no way he didn't. I'll go back and watch it. I'm pretty sure they were getting... How could he get counts if he was in it for a minute? I, I didn't think that he was. Well, he was holding yeah. him on his back. I don't know. I, I didn't think so, but yeah. The side... another, another thing that was weird about that is... So, so the, the, the Nebraska coaches went to their official and complained about it. And then they reviewed it for like five minutes. And I don't know what that review was about. No, I don't either. I don't either. I thought... I, I personally thought it, it was officiated okay. I mean, I thought Roscoff deserved the win. I thought he... Oh, sh yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about that. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's, they are... Let's, 
The side Let's headlock, they're supposed to give the five count, just like dropping down right. the leg. Right, in generalities, right? The whistle blows, you go side headlock, you're there for a while. you you're, you got to count, right? Is this not a rule? Is it not a very black and white rule? I'm pretty sure that's the rule. Pot. Yeah, that's the rule. Side headlock is like dropping down to the leg. Um, Let's but, hope it's a rule, because that's, I mean, that's boring wrestling. That's, yeah. Stall ride. AJ Shop got a, you know, that was one of his things. Of course, he turned a, a lot of these guys are actual turners, you know. Roscoff, Walters, AJ Shop, these guys turned a lot of dudes from that position, but they also ate up a ton of clock as well. So that was a that was an interesting duel, and it it actually brought up some uh, officiating questions and some rule questions from the greatest wrestler on earth, Jordan Burroughs, who mm-hmm. <laughs> was watching from uh, Turkey where he won Yasser Dogu. Um, which we might get to that. But he complained that Coach Papalizio took a long time out for Max late. Um, and he also complained about the out-of-bounds rules that they need to go straight step out. Um, this, I'm sure, predicated or coming on the heels of the Suflon-Donahoe match where... Suflon was in on a shot like five minutes of the seven-minute match and couldn't finish any. They just kept going out-of-bounds. He finished like one uh, the whole match, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, so he was, you know, obviously he's he's very biased. He was on staff there. He went there. He want he trains with these guys. He trains with Austin Wilson. <clears throat> Excuse me, Austin Wilson. So, you know, I don't know. I get it. I, I we've been saying we need to go folk style you know, or freestyle you know step out. You know what else would help? Um, and I, you know, I kind of I like I like takedowns on the edge. But too much of the action, too much of the action filters that way. Um, but another thing that it would, so I'm up on the, I'm on the fence about it. Like I, I understand both sides. I, I would like the step out rule for lots of reasons. Um, for what Jordan is saying, like you could, you could have a, you could be in on a single like eight times, and this match is still zero zero because you keep working out of bounds. Right. right? So, so you're kind of dominating the match. You're dominating the action. And the score is tied. Um, yeah. It also keeps keeps you know the officials from having to say action or well, this person. Uh, who was it? Oh, we were watching Nick's brother, Joe Villacat, took was in on a shot and ran him out of bounds and got called for pushing. No star star warning. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so those kind of call. If you have a push out rule, those kind of calls go away. And also, here's another one. And this particularly comes into play at tournaments and uh, especially NCAAs. You don't have to worry about uh, additional mat space. You don't have to worry about kids flying in the tables or off the mat or onto hardwood. Yeah. Um, because if they step out, it's action stopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think we've talked enough about the step out rule, and we, we, our stances are known. I'd love to see a, just a straight freestyle step out rule. I think it would solve tons of problems. Like I'm in on a single, and I take you out of bounds, and I'm stalling here in this situation. Please explain that. So they they need to they need to make changes, and I I know they're looking very closely at this. And I just went back and watched that first that second period with Roscoff, and they are he did not count at any point. But it was weird in that. He was like almost turning him in that first situation, and then, then Wilson nearly had a reversal. So maybe he was letting it play out. I don't know. It was weird, but you're right. They didn't, they didn't give him any counts there, and I'm, 
positive they're supposed to. So, well, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh I my god, I cannot believe this is all the further we got. I know we only got twelve minutes. 12 but minutes. I, Maybe we do this a couple times this week, or um, we do, or we just go ten minutes OT and see what we get. Um, I would love to discuss, and I I don't know if it's the right time. Maybe we get to it tomorrow or Thursday or something. But um, I would love to discuss a three point takedown with you. I would like that. But, I would like. But that. let's but let's talk. It, like this was the weekend of upsets. It really was, and. I kind of had a feeling this was coming just because I think the last three or four weeks, there's there have been upsets, an upset here, a big one there. But, you know, it's been tame. And Ben and I were talking, we're like, man, it's been pretty low-key here the last couple of weeks. And you're just kind of waiting for, you know, the levy to break. And it was mm-hmm. this week. And really, uh, there were some indicators. There were a lot of rank first rank matchups. There were 70, uh, around 70 which is a lot. Like the last couple of weeks have been 40 or 50. So you're immediately, you kind of know it. There's a possibility for that. But then there were a lot of unranked guys beating ranked guys. But the big one of the week was Gabe Dean going down to Nolan Boyd, who now looks like um, a, a completely different guy. You know, he's beaten Miklas. He took it to Willie Miklas, mind you. So well, he took but, it to Dean. And he took it to Dean. It was. The kid is a scrapper. He just, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, Nolan, you're going to shoot yourself out of this match, buddy. Shot, counter Dean, takedown. Shot, counter Dean, takedown. Did that deter Nolan Boyd one iota? Uh, That would be a negative. He keeps shooting. He gets a finish finally. And then when he got that four-point turn on the edge, and that was when I was like, this is a big problem because Dean is not getting to legs against this guy. And... Did Boyd stop shooting? He did not, and he ends up winning fourteen to nine. That kid hustles, you know. On the circulation on the message boards, there's there's like a big debate about Boyd. Like, <laughs> is he the, is he the is he for real? Because um, yeah, what do you, I don't know where to but, where to put him he, right now? Because when he beat Miklas, and he also has a win over Sammy Brooks last year, so it's been a really weird thing for for Boyd because he's a scrapper. He has some elite wins. Um, but when he beat when he beat Brooks, it was oh Brooks kind of threw himself on did his a back. stupid thing and and lost it himself. When he beat Miklas, it was Willie Miklas is coming off an injury; he shouldn't even be out there. When he beat Dean this weekend, it was Dean's coming off the flu; he probably came back too soon. So he was coming hey, off the flu. Yeah, but he didn't wrestle last week or something oh, like that. That didn't help. So let let's I mean let's set the stage. Nolan Boyd. Began this year on the bench behind Jordan Rogers, who beat him twice in the first two weeks of the season. They were wrestling Boyd at 97. Then he gets the nod against NC State. He loses to Renda, who's fine, but, you know, the 18th ranked guy. And, you know, he has a fine uh, scuffle. Not great, not good, just kind of in the middle. And now he's beating Nicholas and he's beating Gabe Dean. So I, at some point, you can't just say well he's just beating guys because no one just beats guys catches guys on their sick days on their hurt days uh he he beat him you know and uh nolan boyd he's an all-american contender now i think you've got to put him in that in that conversation how high i'm not giving him the title contending nod um yet or probably ever will but i think he's in the mix you know to, to place in a very deep weight in a weight that was really turned on its head this weekend avery loses to zavatsky um, Dekau continues. I mean, Dekau is a shell. 
He lost. He got pinned by got Matt pinned. Miller. By Matt Miller. Um, Short beat T-shirts. Did you see the end of that match? That was crazy. Did you? I did. Yeah. I mean, crazy, crazy. So, throw. and I, then Short gets beat by Crone. Crone. And so it's like this is this is my life right now. It's like you've got you have to evaluate Jake Short, who beats a national champion and loses to Andrew Crone in the same weekend. It's hey, like, what happened? Yeah, I know. I I almost tweeted that. Uh, you know, everybody's rankings, your rankings are doomed to be doomed to me be met with a lot of criticism because it's <laughs> go ahead. Make sense of that. Yeah. Make sense of results that don't make sense. They're not consistent. So it's, it's hard to know how to apply it. But I do. Uh, I think we have to say at this point that, you know, Jason Sertz is not the same guy. Hey, what happened? I never went back and watched, but I was watching casually Indiana and Iowa oh man and like Nate Jackson had a big lead on Alex Meyer and I was like oh good win for Nate Jackson and I turned away and Alex Meyer won that match meltdown it, Nate Nate it was borderline drilling in the first period I mean Nate was just making it look easy getting the legs and finishing and to to for a while there I was like oh Meyer's gonna end up coming back here with like one takedown to Nate's three but then to credit Meyer, he got out on bottom every single time, and Jackson at the end didn't. He had nothing left for him. So if you go skill for skill, skill, you think Jackson looked better, but uh, he just had nothing left in the third. And Meyer earned it. You know, he got the wins, and he. Uh, well, what, what was it like? Three takedowns to one or something? It ended up being three to two. Okay. Um, in favor of Nate, but you know he didn't get out on bottom. He couldn't. Um. He couldn't beat Meyer. I, th- I, we both took Meyer, but we looked kind of wrong for about five minutes, and then he he just he couldn't he couldn't sustain it. He couldn't keep up with that that pace. But that's not a win. I think Meyer can't count on winning like that, in my opinion. Right. Oh no, that's not a sustainable way. It's a win you feel good about. You feel good about um, beating Zach. Good about, yeah, you feel good about him winning that. Under the circumstances, winning that situation, but you don't want to have to reproduce that, right? Because uh, when everyone's peaked for for NCAA's, I I'm not sure Jackson's going to give you that. I'm not sure you're going to see that. I'm not, and that's Jackson's an example of any number of guys that Myers can face. Mm-hmm. So, I, if I'm an Iowa fan, I'm still not really sure what I have with Alex Meyer beyond just a really solid guy. I. What did you make? Okay, I mean, we're going through the upsets here. Boyd over Dean, Short over T-shirts. Um, Demire Jackson, I don't know if you call it an upset, but it was a great bout. Um, how about Palacio over JoJo? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was it was kind of like a, you know, freshmen lose, ma- lose, they lose matches sometimes. And Palacio won all the scrambles. He won all, he's a better scrambler than JoJo. And that's kind of the, uh, I don't want to say that's the book on JoJo. He's a bad scrambler. He's not a bad scrambler, but that's how Larry Early beat him. That's how Palacio just beat him here. I mean, was was every Palacio takedown off a of JoJo shot? No. Um, no? He scored. He went two-on-one high crotch and finished one time. And, you know, he, he made the, the one of the key moves was that reversal he hit. JoJo yes. got that takedown. Yep. In the at the end of the first, it was, remember it, the first was looking like it was going to end scoreless, but then JoJo got the finish, got the takedown. I'm like, okay, here we go, because JoJo was looking offensive, good, controlling with the collar, and then he got that reversal and rode him out. I'm like, oh boy, yep. 
That was a, that was a big one. And that that's the difference. You know, you often hear people say, "Oh, you, you know, you chain wrestle when you get the takedown, you look for a turn right off it." And that's kind of what JoJo did, but to his he he was a little loose with it. J- Dylan's just really dangerous from bottom. He just threatens those rolls all the time. He's just he's different. And I think it was something that Joe needed to feel maybe. And I don't think Joe wrestled badly. I thought Dylan Mm-hmm. Made it about getting to his positions, and that's an adjustment uh, JoJo's going to have to make. But, I mean, at the same time, as much of an upset as maybe it is in rankings, Dylan was like 6th or 7th preseason at 57. Right, yes. And yeah. everyone knows he's, like, incredibly if, athletic, if, very talented. If that, match happened, if that match happened December 1st, it's not surprising. If that happened in November, we, we might have been saying, wow, JoJo almost pulled the upset. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But then JoJo Joe... wrestled Palacio good. Right. Like, man, good job by JoJo. He might be able to beat him in March. Now we're saying, well, upset. It's like, no, it's a really good guy beating a yeah. true freshman. Um, bad, bad. I'll say this. I'll say bad matchup for Joe, but I might like him in the rematch. I might. I might. Um, um, all right. So, also, tell me what's going on with Neff. Neff beats Lugo. Neff started off at 41. 41. Was not doing great. Now he's up at forty nine. He's doing a little better. He's undefeated. I don't know who he's hit. Yeah, but he just hit. He, but he did hit Lugo and he beat him. Yeah, he's gonna get back in the rankings here. He beat Lugo, which obviously that's a good one. Lugo's been doing well after starting the season undefeated. For he went, you know, like twenty matches undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I didn't understand the move down for for Neff. I mean, he, to to be fair, he was a very he was the most out-of-nowhere All-American of all the All-Americans last year. His was the most completely random, unexpected, um, and in a way fortuitous because of his draw. So I, I could get him going down, but I, I, I like that they departed from it after seeing that he's not the same guy. You know. Um, also, speaking speaking uh, of a 41 guy, a, a weight change guy, and I know people may laugh at this, but Gulban's coming along. Gulban's could be okay. Gulban is going to be that unseated or like 16 seed guy at NCAAs that every coach is mad that they drew. Okay. Because the guy didn't forget how to wrestle. And I'm not saying I, Quentin I mean, Wright, I, but. I, I, I think he's. I think he's undersized. He can't finish on anybody. He is undersized, isn't he? I said it for a year. I said it since last year. Anyway, uh,. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe next year he goes 33, but who knows? 33 and Cortez goes 41. I don't know. But uh, staying with the upset thread, Shram beat Bresser. Good win for him. Yeah, good win. And, oh, hold on. We got it. I got hot off the press. TR Foley was was trolling. He said I was being sarcastic. Good job, TR. So he was, he was, it was a JK from TR. Um, so, okay, so he's not out of control. He's he's being somewhat consistent. Ryan Milhoff is a different human Wait, being. Uh, yeah. So so Shram beats Bresser, and Milhoff beats Clamara, and Shram and Milhoff wrestle this weekend. Do that. Uh, Ryan Milhoff. Uh, I don't know how many people were like really paying attention to him last year, but I was because I thought he was really good, and he was not good last year. And he's a true freshman. And this is like. We're kind of spoiled by freshmen. Like the no. natural, the natural progression doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. You either come out and you're good, or you're 
uh, a perpetual, um, it's like, oh, under, perpetually underwhelming. No hops of bust. He and, didn't pan out. And you know what? I was like, well, my thing was, why are they wrestling him? I was like, he's he's not he wasn't ready. Why not give him the redshirt? But you know, last year, you know, he he lost to Soria. He lost to Austin Miller, who was like the Oakley State backup. Um, you know, he had Joe D'Angelo. He had a quite a few not great loss, uh, losses that you're like, right. what's going on? But, man, he has been outstanding this year. Very solid. Great turnaround. And this would have been, you know, his redshirt freshman year if he had redshirted a year ago. And you're saying right on track. You know, he beats Clamari. He beat yeah. McGee. He beat Petroff and Moisey. Like, this is the last four weeks. These are yeah. the guys he's beaten. Moisey, Petroff, McGee, and Clamara. Like back to back to back to back weeks. And Templeman the week before that. Yeah. He's doing yeah. great. He's doing great. He's doing really good. Hats um, off, Ryan. I, you Mill know, when off. he when he came out, I thought he was gonna be this. Yeah. You know? And like you said, it's just the the element of um improving, the element of development I don't think is there so much. You don't see it as much. You're either good from the door or you're not. Right. And, and um, there are some it, cases where they this just. This is a case where it, it's very much in play. And another um, guy I'll say that for, even though he's like so up and down, it drives me nuts when I have to rank him, is Jake Short. Like last year we're like, oh boy, they're counting on this guy. He's got no offense at all. He's coming along. He's coming mm-hmm. along. And this is kind of how it works for a lot of guys. And, you know, he's doing he's doing much better. So. Um, you know, I get, I'm not saying I'm impatient, but you know, you can make with a lot of guys, you can make a, a quick you judgment. Get, you get, we've been, um, spoiled by Dakin Taylor and Ed Ruth and Logan Steber and even freshmen this year, you know, Mike, Gabe Dean. And, yeah. You know, there's so, it, it, we see it so much. Um, you know, Nickel Nolf right now, we saw it with Zane, his freshman year. Um, so and, okay. A coach said to me that Zane Rutherford's the best wrestler in the country right now, pound for pound. A, a, a Division One coach said that to me. What's what's wrong with that statement? Nothing at all. Nothing. I just want. I think he's getting. I, I don't know if he's getting his due. So let's let's make sure we're we're not letting, um, we're not letting that happen. Speaking of sh- uh, uh, so Shram, I'm on the Shram Milhoff thing. You, you love Shram. You love Shram. I have always loved Connor Shram. Love them, and I always love Ryan Milhoff. But uh, so they're I'm really excited about this duel. I'm going to Stillwater, so we're gonna we're gonna get to see Shram Milhoff. We're gonna get to see. Um, wait, wait, wait. What? This is in Stillwater. Oklahoma's wrestling Stanford. Mm-hmm. At Stillwater. That does, yes. That doesn't. What? Explain this to me. Oh, oh, oh! My you're, bad. Yeah. Okay. I'm all over the place, huh? You're thinking Clamara. I'm thinking Clamara. Okay. That's that's, that's still a good one. That's my not... brain. My brain's fried. But uh, Shram, 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 Clamara, um, Derringer, Wilson, and then of course Oof. Joey McKenna and Mean Dean, Dean Hyle, one oh versus two. Oh my gosh! So Dean. there's gonna be there's gonna be good matchups in there. No kidding. Hey, we started talking about the most improved. There's, there's not enough time for this, but we started talking about most improved wrestlers this this year. There's a lot of options. I think it's Dean Hyle. Yeah, man. I think he is the most. Because you know one thing that kind of gets lost? Wow, he got fourth and now he's ranked first. I think that's the hardest jump to make. It's, I don't think it's as hard to go from unranked to eighth in the country as it is to go from four to one. That's my opinion. I, I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. And maybe I, I just think he's a completely different guy right now. And I think 
I think he's the most improved. Although I, I got a ton of really, I got a lot of good feedback on Twitter. A lot of good names. There's a lot of dudes. It depends on how you classify it, really. But I think yeah, I'm, yeah. Dean, I mean, he's solidified himself as number one. He's beat every all the top guys, including Jack. Looked really good the other night against um, Abaddon. Abaddon completely Abaddon. controlled the match, and he beat Rashado on Ward. Joey Ward, man, I bet they're glad they got him in the lineup. He's been, he's been outstanding. He's been, you love Joey Ward too. I always have. Yeah, he's really tough. Really he, tough. Fights in the lineup. Um. So yeah. What? So hey, so we're we're four minutes overtime, but you want to go through? Why don't we go through our picks and then? Oh yeah. Um, the Willie Pickums. And, and then can we run this back tomorrow? There's too much to talk about. Uh, mm, or should we do it Thursday? We're definitely doing it Thursday. Um, All right. Definitely do it Thursday, but I got I got a lot to do. I don't know. We'll see. You got stuff going on? I got. I got to rank all this nonsense. All right, we. I'll. You do. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, with the second installment of Willie Pickums went down. It was a good week. I mean, this is best case scenario, you know, for for Willie. He broke even this week, um, and that's really that's a you know he he kind of rode my coattails. He made mostly the picks I did, and then that's I brought not, him. That's I brought because I made my picks first. <laughs> I thought I might be able to sneak that in there. the The lesson here is I didn't sneak in enough District Eleven guys. I only had two. And we hey, split on this. Yes. So, all right, we'll go through it. We both went Nico over NATO. I don't feel like we, like, swung in a miss there, right? Like, whatever. Nathan. Uh, Nico very well could have won that match. Oh, but what? Lost. <laughs> okay, but nah, never mind. I'm not even going to get Just going. Just accept the fact that you lost on that. You lost on it. But I don't feel like. I know. I'm accepting it. Okay. I'm well, gonna... I know, but I. As I don't accept it, I'm saying I, my evaluation, I feel, was fine. It's just, you know, he got – it was a counter takedown. It's not like Nathan was Whatever. firing off left side high crotches and finishing. Micah, Jimmy, Micah, we both went Micah. Micah won. Chisco, Rashado, Solly got it done. You picked What's that your, score? Um, I think I think Solomon, like, beat him really badly. I want, I want to All say right, so he did. So C, CP plus one, he took Chisco, I took Mikey. Um Nickel Myers, we both took Nickel. Right. Uh, Meyer Jackson, we both took Meyer, and we won um, unceremoniously. Unceremoniously. See, that's one I don't feel good. All right, see, here's my point. I, I got that one right, but I don't really feel good about my evaluation, right? Like, if you were to watch that first, I'm watching that match, and I'm like, well, I missed that one badly. But it just it didn't materialize. Chisco beat Rashado 6-0, by the way. Okay. Um, Deckow Miller, we both picked Deckow. Oh Miller packed gosh. him. Miller packed him. I up. thought Deckow was starting to come on. We thought we thought incorrectly, um, and I don't know what's happening. I don't know if he'll get it back together this year. The year's almost over. Um, I picked Terrell. You went Cruz, and uh, Cruz yeah, won. Plus one, Willie. Really. It was like eleven eight. It was eleven. I knew that'd be a fun one. At, at Cam the Kelly, uh, Israel Savadra. Savedra didn't show. Savedra didn't wrestle, so that one's off. Real Buto Crutchmer. Crutchmer didn't wrestle. Oh, oh we, we didn't talk, talk about that. We didn't talk about this. Crutchmer lost to Reed. You know what happened there? I I was told he said he said a swear word as he got injured. Right. He got injured. He said like f, and they were like penalty point, and that was the match. You know what I say? You know what's so funny about that? <laughs> The 
the coaches can call these officials everything but a child of God, and you're lucky to get a bench warning. They'll straight up hand a dude a win for dropping an F-bomb when he's getting injured. And <laughs> yeah. like, right? Like, <laughs> these coaches, I mean, I don't care if they're saying, <laughs> I strongly disagree with the call. The way in which they are speaking to these officials and how demonstrative they're being, whether they're saying, you know, let's go get a cup of coffee or not, they're being ridiculous. And a guy gets injured and and drops an F-bomb, and now we're we're handing matches away? Like, we're really going to go that? That's really how we're going to determine winners? I am I Am I on an island here? Am I wrong? No. Should, I, I mean, I it's mean, very inconsistent. I don't, like, I don't like whether it's that or any other thing. You know, a stall, uh, an iffy stall call. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't like. If he says, if Crutchmer says, finger F gets you. Caught in a, a finger gets caught in a singlet or something. I don't like when the, the referees determine a match. In, in that in that in way. That, in a right. non-wrestling way. If it, and if it's. And if it's seven to two with thirty seconds left, okay. Now well, I don't think you can go there. I don't think you can say. <laughs> I do. I think you got to know the context. Uh, just the same way, the same way in the All Star Classic when there was interlocking fingers, match over. I mean, they know the context. But Crushmer, that he was at that bad end of that one as well. I know mean, the I'll, context. I'll say uh, I disagree with that. I think you you got to be you, you have to be more more or less uniform with it no. but what i'll say is you know it's one thing if crutchmer says f you to matt reed or the official or someone that's different but if he's just exclaiming in pain it's a word it, you know, okay he says f what if he said oh oh crap yeah would he still got the point i mean it's a word for god's sakes right it's a word yeah it's it's, um, a, it's a word that willie actually said on this show yeah i said it earlier that's bad that was bad i need you to not uh, i got I, I lost three two to Christian on that one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yes. Real Budo, Crushman, we both picked. Real uh, Budo? Oh, yeah, we both picked Real Budo. Crushman didn't wrestle. I tried Jojo to get you to take Crushman. I thought that would be, I thought that was my angle. Yeah, see, you're cherry picking these. Jojo Palacio, we both picked Jojo, both lost. Hall and Albert, we both picked Hall, both won Hall. Hall won pinned by, him. Won by fall. So, at the end of the day, minus, a uh, plus one for. Christian on Chisco over Shadow plus one for me on Cruz over Terrell. Uh We were even this week, and you got to be uh, feeling pretty good. That's that was my secret birthday present to you, Willie. I decided. Well, to... I can't wait till Thursday when you have a whole list of them again. I'm going to beat you this week, bud. All right, all right. I'm a cracky one. Um, so yeah, we <laughs> went we went ten over, but this was this was good. Ten over, we... like Vincenzo Joseph at the skull. Oh my god. I gotta play this song right now. Oh, right, we play. gotta get out of here. I don't know what Willie's gonna say next. We thank you guys so much for listening <laughs> to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Make sure you get those reviews in. Five stars. I saw a couple good ones. Saw some good ones. I'm, we might read one of them Thursday. We gotta pare it down. I gotta discuss with Willie. I don't know why I would discuss anything with Willie because he's so out of pocket all the time. It doesn't even make sense. But we'll come at you at least one more time this week. Maybe two. I ain't for show yet, but it's going to happen. Thanks again, and we'll see you later on this week.